Show it a dive. Can you hear the music? Hey y'all, hey y'all, y'all, y'all. We are here. Coming at you from the classic studio. This is this is kind of guys our new studio situation. We've kind of been transitioning more to the virtual studio now. Yeah. It's kind of handy, we've discovered. Um, yeah. Jordan can control more things and break more things. Um, yeah, and it's so a little more interactive with our guests. It is, and I like that. I like being yeah. more interactive. and yeah. For sure. But I'm trying to talk Curtis into using a better mic. Yeah, so. I... Uh, I'm potentially... If I'm going to get a better mic, I probably might get a better camera, too. Well, um, we could just use our studio camera up there. We talked about that. You put your studio camera up there and yeah. use, use one of those mics and we can get it dialed in, make you sound a little bit less like a robot. I but, you know, it's kind of hard I'm, when I'm in the mountains like I am right now. You know, out here. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the Wi-Fi I have up here. Yeah. I for should, those of you who don't know, my background could be in is Pompeii. Oh, dude, nice. You got the Pompeii background. I do. Dope, dude. It doesn't That's a work good one. really like well it. in this dark room. It likes to, like, do my chair. Oh, that's okay. It still looks cool. Know. It's like, eh. I like this creepy yeah. dog instead. You see The, the stormtrooper? Yeah. 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 Dog, stormtrooper, you know, one, one of the two. Cool. So, that's pretty cool. Um, well, guys, anyway. thanks for coming back in today. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. Um, we, uh, this week has been up. Pretty decent week in the world, I would say, um, compared to like you know the past year. Hasn't been as many tragedies or crazy turmoil uh, events. Um, <laughs> we my, have a comment here, real dad. quick. Here, what was that? What was he saying? <laughs> One of the greatest sporting events in North America will finish about 9:30 p.m. our time. The Iditarod Sled Dog Race. I'm sure you'll cover this. We, well, you know, we Ooh. were actually going to cut live. We have a correspondent. On the ground. Hashimich <laughs> actually on a sled right yeah, now. He's his name is Sheldon. He he's a sled dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, yeah. I have I can be honest and say I've never watched the Iditarod. I, have you? Come, I have not. Have no, I mean I've seen no? videos of it. Um, my dad actually used to race in it. I'm just kidding. Oh I'm really? Totally joking. Oh, I was gonna say, oh my god. I'm gonna start. Yeah, rumors. that's a long race, right? N- n- like, yeah. I don't know. yeah, it's really long. It's mostly difficult for the dogs. Oh, okay. It's a 938-mile race. Yeah. 938-mile race. 8 to 15 days is the average time it takes to complete. That would be an interesting thing. To that be is able to a check big off, range. Off, that uh, is a, the bucket list. Yeah. I, I don't know if I want that on my bucket list. That might be my bucket. Like, <laughs> that. <laughs> okay, but let me ask you this. Have you ever had the desire or anybody out there the desire to go to Antarctica? Yeah, for sure. Actually, Wouldn't one, that be a cool thing to check off? One place I would love to go. Maybe this could be an adventure. It not a lot to see there, except okay. for just the northern shore of Alaska. Like to see where the land ends and it just goes on. Like Yeah. I think that would be now, I just want to see it. I just now you know. real quick, your dad said he actually raced as a dog. Oh so yeah. Technically no, no. Yeah. he was he was involved in the race. Yeah. Um, he he was lead, this- lead sled dog. Like, this might seem like a kind of ignorant kind of statement, but if you get to the very northern tip of Alaska, mm-hmm. the most northern portion of it, yeah. 
during certain seasons is it does it connect to the North Pole or is there always a body of water no, separating it's, it's the, the northern ocean. tip of Alaska from Yeah, there's nothing. And I don't know that the there's any ground up there. I don't I mean I don't know a lot about the the plates and whatever. I don't think there's actually any ground. So um yeah. Mm. My uncle's so, been there. I don't know if he's on he? here, but he uh he's been up there and said it was Oh, was, you're right. Yeah. It was pretty cool to see. Okay, so yes, it's a large but according to Sarah Palin, you can see Russia from somewhere over there. So, so it's, a, it's the Arctic Ocean, the Arctic Ocean up above Alaska. Yeah. Um, well, as our weekly updates of, I feel like my social responsibility, I'm going to. I saw quick, these links and I'm super excited because, again, I didn't follow it because I, I got to I got to do my social responsible. Uh, link See, here and comment. <laughs> Amador is commenting. We must have a we must have a little bit of a delay, or Amador is a little bit behind. But he said from her house. That was to my oh yeah yeah comment. Oh, okay. I can see Russia yes. from my house. Yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually realize cool. that Alaska was. I I mean I'm sure I learned it as a kid, but forgot it. But it, it was actually owned by Russia, like originally. Well, owned. right. Yeah, know. Alaska. Who do you buy Earth from? Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even your own house is or land on your house is kind of crazy. But um, okay, so guys, social comments going on. We got to give the update. What's going on in Myanmar? Okay, um, just today, basically, uh, thirty-nine more people were shot and murdered by the anti-coup, you know, uh, security forces within Myanmar. And what was happening, right? hmm, What was happening was um, the protesters were actually starting to protest now in the industrial section of Myanmar. And they actually um, set a couple factories on fire. But here's what it was. These were Chinese financed factories. And apparently the the Chinese government is. I guess you would say in cahoots or what's it called? Um, they are acting as um, mm, basically they're kind of in agreement with the coup military that has taken over the government within Myanmar. Okay. And so this is kind of an extension of some of our previous conversations as far as my I'm very concerned about the state of our country and our world and mm-hmm. China's role in dominating and kind of becoming that um dictator like state right. to the world and we are seeing them kind of play those politics and get their fingers in a lot of areas to clarify you're 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 impact. concerned about our country in that role or you're saying that just the, the the world in general the world in general but I, I mean i am concerned about china as well already okay. having a lot of control over our infrastructure and a lot of other areas okay um but i'm seeing it as like it's very prevalent in a lot of other countries to the point where it's destabilizing other countries and they are contributing to that in Myanmar specifically. Okay. And so the protesters have recognized that to a degree that China is backing the, the, the uh, military. And so the protesters are attacking factories that are owned by the Chinese government basically. And so the protesters are recognizing this and it's a pretty, um, pretty, Actually, that's a, I think it's a pretty patriotic and impressive thing that they're willing to do. Right. Um, but it's 
terrifying and horrible for those people as well at the same time. I mean, at that point, like, you got to wonder, like, wh- what is the point? I mean, I guess everyone probably has their moment where they're like, mm-hmm. okay, it's time to start protesting. It's time to start fighting. Like, we want to, mm-hmm. like, we've talked, we've had this conversation where, like, you don't want to push violence. You know, like, the whole January 6th thing is, like, that's not the time to do it. Like, but when th- sometimes there is. And right. what is that? And I think that we're seeing a country hit that for a lot of people. And it's like Hong Kong. Like, at what point do you? Um, at what and that, point do you that's step the in? thing. That's the thing. That's what's really fascinating about. This is kind of one of my soapboxes. Sorry, guys, if this is annoying to hear about. But this is I like what's it. Fascinating so that's all that matters. Chinese, this is what's fascinating <laughs> about the Chinese government is they're so patient and they're willing to play the long game. Yeah. Um, well, their goal, was, but from what I've heard from people, is that they're to be the world superpower is twenty fifty. That was their goal. Yeah, 2050, 2049. Yeah. And what I've heard, like, just kind of rumblings of people who follow that and follow the Chinese culture and everything, like, one of them being, like, um, some of the people who were in the cabinet that dealt with that stuff, they said that they had moved that up because of some of the policies that went into place that was slowing them down. And so they kind of went into overdrive. So that's where, like, mm-hmm. these, like, these looking into, like, Wuhan lab, like, was that on purpose? Was it leaked out on purpose? And I'm not saying that I think it is. But I mean, it's it's a thought. It's a it's at least a thought experiment to say, was it was it to try and gain control? Because um, I want you to continue doing what you're doing. But just to add to some of this, like the some some of the craziness that like we don't hear about. I was reading an article this morning about some stuff that they were testing, like doing um, like games, like war games, like as trials. One of them that they did last year was a war game that was supposed to be simulating against China and in it, the U S the, the, the U S versus China. Yeah. Well, basically the world at that point, but against China and it started no joke with a biological weapon attack first. And within a matter of years, the world had succumbed to China in their, That's in their scenario. So the U S had played a war game where they predicted China would attack with attack. Yes. Biological warfare starting mm-hmm. off. Yes. Mm, fascinating. Um, Which is scary. Well, I mean, it, you know, you just don't. Yeah. Like, and I don't the, think there's. In their in their simulation, it was like going amongst the troops and stuff. So it was like, it you know, it was going through the ships. But we had these reports of things going through the aircraft carriers, like COVID aircraft carriers and yeah. and things happening like that. It was like that had to have been a little scary for the people that were had played those games and were like, uh-oh, like, did we just play into our fate? Like. They did this, you know, six months prior to the yeah. COVID thing. Well, whether or not it was a accidental release or intentional or anything like that, I do think there has been a, a wealth of knowledge and information that has suggested pretty good direction that this was at least originated from a Wuhan laboratory, from the Wuhan I, laboratory. I have no doubts uh, it came from there. I right. just but whether I, the intentionality yeah. or a mistake or something along those lines. That's that's like you know. But I would say, even if this wasn't intentional this time, if you're going through and you're being funded by some of the people in our government for yeah. these games, yeah. function for it and everything, right. if this wasn't the time that you intended for it to, what were you planning on doing with it? And I would say, I have very little doubt that they were planning something. Or someone was planning something to do nefarious with it. 
Well, well, gain of, but that's, it's kind of tricky because that's what the point of gain of function research. And that's what that was funding was from mm -hmm. when, when the Obama administration had kind of said, no, we're not going to fund that anymore. That actually was re-upped during the Trump administration. Mm -hmm. However, the, that's the concern during the Obama administration as well was gain of function research basically tries to enhance certain yes. viral strains yes. for the purpose of if it becomes a natural type of outbreak we could combat it but then you're playing with fire because you're exactly. creating more dangerous weapons but but what the, the difference is and i totally hear what you're saying if that that was all u.s law right so mm -hmm. it was up it was held off during the obama administration and then it it lapsed basically in the u.s but it continued in wuhan and we're still sending money there like we you can go track the money we're sending money there for the gain of function to be done there. Why? Like, it's just well, and it's just, just gain questions. of function research in general. It's it it for it to be done and for us to fund it in another country is kind of a double-edged sword because if you're doing something and you're testing something extremely experimental, maybe it shouldn't be done in one of the most populated countries in the world with the highest density of people right. where it could have the quickest outbreak and then spread the fastest. Yeah. Like maybe have some type of facility researched in Antarctica where you have people quarantined for a month before they even leave the facility or leave the area, you know? Like even that is like if you're doing extremely virulent and lethal research – you should have extreme precautions surrounding that. Jeff Max says, it's the China virus. There, I said it. <laughs> I, it's pronounced China. <laughs> China. Um, China. You got it. Yeah. China. I, would, I, I call it the CCP virus because that's... Communist. A, yeah, China, Chinese, communist. Chinese Communist Party virus. China. I mean, it's yeah. them. That's all their stuff. I don't want to blame it on the Chinese well, people because there's a ton of... Not there's a ton of it's good people there. It's not just the Chinese party, though. It's it's a lot of countries yeah. that contributed and financed that. Oh, that for virus. sure. But I mean, they're yeah. they're the ones they're the ones in charge of it. So it's like, was it on purpose? Which, I don't know. But would it have which been? Is, seems dangerous. Yeah. And it, yeah, like Rachel said, I think I put that up. There's this could be a test, which is a terrifying thought. Like, what if what if there's something worse? It's just to right. see how fast they could get it out. I mean, that's that's a good right. thought. Oh, experiment. I'm sure there is, well. Rachel. You know, I'm. I'm highly confident there is something. Well, there is. We know there are worse viruses out there yeah. um, and different types of potential, you know, outbreaks that could have a higher lethality. But then right. you got it. It's that perfect balance of lethality with spreadability. Right. And yeah. So you have the, kills the, you R, really quick, the R factor. But but uh, I think also like you, you have to take into account like if this one, you know, we know a lot about it now. And the death rates are nil. I mean, the people get people get sick from it, but as far as like people dying from it, it's not. People it's dying not. have been at first a higher mortality rate than they are now, and I do believe that there's, the a, <laughs> there's an acclimation of learning how to treat it. Yeah, right. Yeah, there was that, and so now it's like, okay, so if this one having those types of death rates causes this much fear and animosity between people that either, you know, you have the mask versus no mask fight. You have the, should we lock down versus the, should we not lock down the states Vaccine are fighting. And this is one that's not like we now can say it's not as bad as anyone said it was going to be. And it caused this much pandemonium. Imagine if yeah. a big one came along. 
imagine if this is the most terrifying thing if they were able to match the lethality of like an ebola outbreak right. with the communicability of exactly of and that's virus. but but in and of itself like also what have you done now a good portion of the population i mean i don't know if you listen to parts of i didn't listen to all of it but parts of joe biden's speech where he's talking about by july 4th we might be able to have small gatherings and like everyone's everyone's looking at him going joe has anyone told you that near the entire population of your country isn't listening to you now and is just doing that stuff as they please. I didn't. I didn't hear what. Yeah, he, he basically he, he basically like, was threatening like if you don't lockdown. Yeah, he's like if we don't if we don't do this and we don't see this, we're going to go back into lockdown and we're all like, we're we're not listening to you that much now. Like there's certain things we do to like be nice. Like if I go to a small business and I know that they would get hurt by not wearing a mask, I don't wear one. But if it's a bigger, comp- a bigger store, I just walk in without one now. I don't care. Like I, and most people, like if, if you don't, then they just do the same thing. Like it's just it. And then there's states like I was listening. Uh, I can't remember who I was talking to earlier this week. They said they had family like in Iowa who was no lockdowns at all. And they said, we watched the news and we're like, what are people going through? And there's all these states that didn't do anything hardly at all that don't have numbers to sh- that basically have numbers that you would think wouldn't be existent based on the non lockdowns that they had. And the states that held these lockdowns, granted, some of them are the ones that have some of the most populated cities, had numbers that skyrocketed. And I would mm. say I would say if I was to guess, I would say 80 percent of the population of the United States honestly doesn't care or doesn't follow the rules at this point. They're done with it. Well, what's interesting about that is the connections of government and governors mm-hmm. and the roles they played in politics with the virus. And obviously, there's a whole, that's a broad topic. But something fascinating connected to that in California is the momentum that's been created with the recall of governor newsom yeah and he needs um, to be gone and well you know you can preach a message and you can have your own personal conviction convictions right yeah. and then when you enforce those convictions on other people but then you don't practice them yourself there's obviously a he, him and Cuomo. A discrepancy there yeah right yep um and it's so it started from the Republican Party, but now there's actually been both sides and some independents have been joining on this recall um, of Governor Newsom um, agenda or measure. Basically, um, they right. had to have to be able to um, recall and and present it as a vote. There's one point um, five million. Have, they had to have one point five, and now they have almost over two million people that are in the process of. That have said yes. Let's do the vote. Let's do the vote. Organize right. that. Um, and for those of you that don't know, government Governor Newsom has done several kind of sketchy things as far as with businesses and allowed some things that would help, like basically certain cronies and certain like movie industries allowed them to have their their movie sets, but then shut down other businesses that Newsom is, is a like jackal. A crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a jackal. Um, he- He's a. I, I was I was quoting Jeff Mack. He he just doesn't. If if you believe it, then do it. If you if you believe in masks and you think everyone should wear one, if I catch you not wearing one, I don't believe you. Like it's just like anything. Like 
your actions speak louder than than what you're saying. If you say you believe something, then stick to it. If you don't do it, then don't expect other people to stick well, to it. And then what what he did also more so also is you know he was telling people you couldn't eat indoors. And then he went and had this massive, yeah. not massive, but he had his own private party, indoor restaurant group activity with friends. And right. then he got caught. And at first he said, no, we were outside. And then yeah. he got, he lied again. Yeah. And then there was a picture or, of him. Uh, inside, and then there was a video like, of him inside with the group. And it's like, okay, dude, you are like blatantly yeah. lying and you're supposed to be guiding this, you know, state. And so basically a lot his, of sketchy stuff. My mom said at his winery. So... His oh, place it was his is own okay. winery. Yeah. Um, your dad said it depends on your age as to how much you care about masks. I don't, I disagree. I think it just depends on who you are. Um, I think it most can old people I know, they don't. Yeah. Want I think, anymore. I think it does depend on an individual's personal preferences, yeah. but then also it does depend on, I think, but your age does play a factor in your susceptibility a 90 year old is going to have a much harder time fighting off a significant infection than a 40 year old well, right yeah and, and, and that's that's so you know and that's actually kind of a good a good point of like maybe during flu season whatever the virus is or whatever the type of infectious you know outbreak is mm-hmm. maybe if you are elderly if wearing a mask for yourself isn't a terrible idea that's fine as long as it's a personal choice. And that's where it's like, I don't care. People wear 14 masks. I don't care. I'm not going to make fun of you. Well, I might. But if, but if you do it, you do it. It's your choice. Don't make, don't make me do it. Like I'm not going to, yeah, I've already had it. And you know what? I had the flu a billion so times. Worse. I was sitting here. I was sitting here and uh, I was like, man, my ear, I don't know why my ear is like really hurting me right now. And I had forgot I was playing with my kids. Was it your earring? Dog. I forgot I was playing with my daughter, and I had I had this clip on on my ear. I was like, no, why is my ear burning. My ear is like really burning right now, and I thought it was my headset. I kept moving my headset trying to stop my burning earlobe, and then I pulled off. My... I had this uh, like just. Speaking of head. speaking of clips, I've been dabbling in three D printing, and I made this clip. This is Ooh, a do that. This oh, is a failed be... one. Ooh, actually. Um, you should get we should we should get you into the chip bag clip game, dude. I've been making I've been making bag like bag clips. It's yeah? uh, and this one's an alligator. See. Oh okay. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's nice. That's I was nice. trying to like pull that. up the the camera for it, but I can't. It won't pull up because it's printing one right now. I thought maybe <laughs> people would want to see it, but it's not a. Okay, so anybody out there. I wanted to know if anybody out there has been paying attention to the crazy new digital world we live in with NFTs. Are you familiar with this, Jordan? Have you uh, been keeping abreast of, of NFTs? NFTs? What is NFT? Yes. What's it stand for? Non-fungible tokens. Like cryptocurrency? He's kind of, in a way. Okay. So... NFTs have really been picking up steam over the past month. And basically what it is, it's a digital asset. Okay. So Sounds what like people have been doing <clears throat> is rather than it being specifically cryptocurrency, okay. now what it is, it's more of digital artwork or a digital clip okay. or a digital um, – uh, a digital – 
drawing, anything along those lines. Okay. So in the past week, there was a digital, like a 10 second digital video that a guy had made it like an artist, basically, you know, not Banksy, but kind of like that. And, um, he sold it for like 6 million or something like that. It sold for a really high, high value. Right. Right, right, right. But then it resold as an NFT and sold for $60 million. So we're currently seeing this basically digital art form now being sold rather than having a physical item. It has a digital uh, signature. It assigns signature and then it actually assigns your name and identity to that signature now. So even if somebody has like I don't know exactly in what format, but it's some type of locked signature to that that form of um, uh, asset, okay. um, digital artwork. But so basically now, like a lot of um, even like professional football uh, basketball teams, like Mark Cuban, has started to jump on this bandwagon a little bit, and he's selling like you own the specific like NBA clip. Like if somebody like has like a, a professional player goes and slam dunk like yeah. that, er, that broadcast of that specific moment, you can buy the NFT to that and own like, say Michael Jordan's most famous. It's like a trademark. Um, slam dunk. Yeah. You own, you can buy Michael Jordan's most famous s- slam dunk. And so now from, from hither forth, unless you resell it. Hither forth. Hither forth. That's what you're going to go hither with. Forth. Okay. Hark. 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 <laughs> when you hearken to when you hearken to this but it's just such an abstract like concept of um of digital ownership outside of like owning a whole movie or owning it started with like music i guess right digital right. ownership of a song but now it's digital ownership of a picture which That's is a so piece of weird art. Have you heard about this stuff? You haven't been listening, hearing I've about this? About, I've heard about coins that track art and stuff or say they're going to. Yeah. And I've just never, I don't under, I don't, I guess I don't understand why. Like I get currency and I understand uh-huh. why some people think that it's nothing, but I, my <laughs> argument is neither is your dollar, but, right. and that's easy to argue. Like your dollar mm-hmm. is only as good as the confidence that people have it. And it, as soon as they don't have confidence in it, then it's done. Like, that's that's the scary world of fiat that we live in yeah um and as soon as there's hyperinflation from 1.9 trillion dollars tacked on to the what debt we already had for this last year um then the risk of hyperinflation is even greater so i get that currencies whatever but with art why like what's the why i think there's and that's and that's the question that that rachel had too so i'm asking that for her yeah why yeah 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 i guess in my head I've thought about that same thing as well. And, like why? And, and Jeff said, just to, so you can answer this question at yeah. the same time, yeah, it's kind yeah. of the same. I must be really getting old. That sounds ridiculous. It I does would say, sound ridiculous. I would say it doesn't sound ridiculous to me. I don't understand at it yet. First. And, I think it sounds so, ridiculous at first. Like, I'll, I'll pull up the art. The article had like this weird, it was like a picture of Trump or something on it. Like, you Okay, can, so, well, that was, that was that the main artist. He does really weird, his name's, his name's Beeple, B-E-E-P-L-E. Um, and he, would, you've actually probably seen some of his YouTube videos. They're I'm like sure really I'm weird um, like this, animations. This art of you know selling crypto art come with a huge yeah. hidden fees, leading some people to lose hundreds of dollars. 
So to and, trade it and to sell it, it's not as cheap, basically, is what they're saying. Um, but right. so the main, a couple of things, some of the main currencies that people are selling these digital assets on, they are using like um, they use Ethereum. Uh, Ethereum, Wax, and Flow, which yeah. would, and but they, they make, uh, so the Ethereum would be gas. I guess, uh, yeah. So, so that, that comment I just Jeff's. made to, to go to, to explain a little bit to Jeff. So when you when you transfer a a cryptocurrency, it typically takes a network fee, like you would be paying the credit card fees that like people pay for Visa and stuff when you go and buy gas. There's like a two point nine percent. So there you you pay the fees when you do transfers and stuff like that um, for these types of things. So I would assume in trading some of these securities, which I would consider them to be, I don't think they're really property. I think they're more security or I don't even know what to call it. Um, I've heard about people doing this and that this would make more sense. Non-fungible with, with tokens. Art, it's like, blah, 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 like whatever. I think what they're doing is the same as this idea. If you think about gaming, so people go on to say World of Warcraft. I'm sure even if you're old, you've probably mm-hmm. yeah. heard that term. Yeah. So people go on there and they find unique items and they drop. And sometimes those items are worth money. If you're on the same server as someone, you can go and you can sell that item to them because you have found something that's rare that lives in that game. Like a new I skin. It. Like a new skin, a, a new rare skin, skin. or a weapon or something like that. Yeah. And it, yeah. Is, it, is, it is coded with a specific type of you know, brand or whatever. You can't fake that item into the game on the server. The server knows the difference. And people have talked about using cryptocurrency in games, which some games do actually use this in the background. People just don't know it. It's actually written on a ledger somewhere that is backed by thousands of other servers and stuff. So when you transfer it like this, which it seems like this is the same idea, I go transfer XYZ sword to Curtis for $10 because it's worth that to him. And now he owns that item in the game. I guess where my disconnect is, is what do you do with this art? Is it art that can be trademarked or that can be used other places that you would then license to people? And now because it has your digital signature, it can track back to you so that you make money off of it. Mm -hmm. I would assume that would be the same way those clips would work. I think it's kind of like... um for example, like the Mona Lisa, okay? There's about a billion plus pictures of the Mona Lisa, right? And a billion plus copies of the Mona Lisa floating around the world, but there's only one original Mona right. Lisa. And so that original digital copy is what's going to, they're, I think, banking on retaining that value. And that's why people have started to purchase the original NFT copies. Right of these pictures or videos or something along those lines. Cause those originals are what's going to retain the value is what it seems like. Right. I'm, I'm which is Rachel says, right? tell me you have too much money without saying you have too much money. It's a, <laughs> like, that's yeah, a good point. And then, uh, Jeff Mack. Oh gosh. So funny. So it's crypto money laundering. Mm, I wouldn't say it is wonder if I could sell a 10 second video of me killing yo jackets for 1.9 trillion. It's worth a shot. Try. So Give it a shot, man. If Someone's I was to, to say, if I was to be writing this white paper and say this is the use case for this, I would say expensive art probably isn't the spot for it. But items that you think might be used on the web, because I think if you could track these and their instances, like say Google Analytics with ads, 
you know where the ad's displayed, you know how often it gets displayed for, and if somebody wants to use your item on their page, then you can pay basically like an, kind of like an advertising or a reverse advertising fee where if your item is used that's trademarked on their page for their content, then you can make money off of said content. I think this would be great for creators. Um, I don't think it's a great exchange of digital expensive art. I think that would fall into the show me you have too much money without telling me. Yeah, I mean, any type of expensive art, though, kind of seems silly. But if it's not physical, like if it's physical, I can see like you have that copy. But if it's digital, everyone knows it's your copy, but they have access to it. Like they can't come into my house and sit and experience my Mona Lisa. Like, but they could have. But they could. They could literally make a print they could have you know but it's not the same thing like it's not it's but a digital copy is the same thing like and unless there's a watermark unless there's something yeah that that that's that makes that identifier and i don't know they were some saying something as far as in the background the code something like it has like a some type of assignment to it the link he posted in there is i'm not sure what he's going for it's a it's a fish yeah a goldfish with a fin, like acting like a okay. shark. So I think what this is is he is this saying you can buy that fine art yeah. digital picture? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of cool. Actually, no. I think that's just saying you can buy items. It's with wall that art, picture. home decor. I guess this could be like you could sell copies of it like this, and you own it. So if you if own, it's life, like, yeah, right? I could see this as a use case. But again, this would go back to it's good for creators. I don't know if it's great for expensive art maybe if you're into it whatever um yeah so let's talk about crypto though for a second because jeff brought that up this is kind of along that that line um there so there was some movement last week and we didn't talk about it where india's making they've set a date in the sand basically where they're they are proposing a law that's banning cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, criminalizing the Whoa. possession, the issuance, the mining, Whoa. which we can talk about, uh, the trading, and then transfers such digital assets. Whoa. And this is a big deal because big what's funny deal. is when I saw this, I was like, oh, Bitcoin's going to go down. It didn't. It skyrocketed because you can't track these things. Like you'd have to like, y- you can have a Bitcoin wallet and nobody knows who you are. I mean, there's, People don't know this, but there are Bitcoin wallets out there with hundreds of billions of dollars in them that nobody on knows. On flash drives, too. Yeah, though. on flash drives, hidden. They're still on the ledger, but they're they're stored offline, and they just aren't touched. And people have them, and they don't know who they are. They 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 literally don't. Um, but with Bitcoin slapping up against sixty two thousand dollars a coin this week, my my son and I did the math. If if you bought Bitcoin. You know, 10 years ago when it was two cents a coin and you put a dollar in that dollar today or yesterday would have been worth three million fifty thousand dollars and that's the percentage of gain that has gone on with bitcoin since the beginning if you bought it at two cents and you put a dollar in really wish i'd put like five bucks in bitcoin about 10 years ago but could have would have should have um could have should have it kind of makes you think like maybe put five bucks in the top five now six the top six yeah. or whatever top five 
you know, cryptos and then just yeah. who cares? Forget about well, 25 bucks. If you know? Bitcoin, let it go. If Bitcoin went to a million dollars and you put $5 in a day, it's like 75 grand that you'd make. So yeah, if it went exponentially, but that's not, so here's, here's food for thought. It's growth from 61,000 to a million is less percentage gain than it was from the beginning to now. Oh, cause it's at 60,000% gain right now right yeah yeah that's right yeah that would be so it seems like a big jump but that's less growth than it's done already Mm, so five dollars in a day 75 grand tomorrow (laughs) you gotta wonder i wonder how many times we've talked about cryptocurrency and different things and how many people out there have like decided like ah let's throw a couple bucks in crypto now Rachel, uh, I'll put her comment up. It's a good com. This this is a good conversation to have because it's like, um, she says he wishes invested in Bitcoin years ago, but I get terrible vibes from Bitcoin. I don't know about it. Something is a bit off. So some of that is the crowd that surrounds it. They're a bunch of nerds and they don't explain things well. Um, I'll be right back. Some yeah, go for it. Real quick. Some some things to know about Bitcoin um, are that number one. They've never been hacked. There's There's been some rumors of it, but nothing ever that's been proven or substantial. Um, the only thing that could happen, but you could kind of recover it, is if you lost if you lost your account or mismanaged some of the funds or whatever. I've always said that when Bitcoin or something like this will go big is when it becomes easy for just basically your, your grandma, like, um, as easy as using an app on your phone, which it's kind of reached that right now. And, um, I've told people too, and I think I said it on here a few weeks back. It's like, if something goes crazy tomorrow and our money is worth nothing, but Bitcoin still worth something because it's a worldwide currency, um, wouldn't you wish you had a couple bucks in it? I, I think I would. So, um, to put up a question here from Amador, Amador, Lisa cousin, <laughs> there's lots of Lisa's in our family. Um, does Bitcoin, uh, the guy's pretty much knowledgeable. Oh, Lisa's cousin. He doesn't, he does Ethereum. So you're, I know who you're talking about. He's been on CNN money to speak about what he's done in, in Bitcoin. Pretty smart <laughs> guy. So he hasn't, he may have done may have some Bitcoin, but he has done ETH mining mostly. And he has quite the operation if you go look him up. Um, but yes, he has done quite a bit. Uh, you can do a lot with space, especially in, um, your Lisa. Yeah. Uh, Lisa cousin, Lisa's cousin. Yes. Okay. You just didn't do the possessive. I, yeah, I know. I know exactly who you're talking about. He does ETH mining. And if you have space and you're in a spot where power is cheap, ETH mining can be very, very, very lucrative. Um, does the creator have power that we don't know about for Bitcoin? No. And that's, what's interesting. Also it's, well, there's, there actually, I will, let me, let me say something. They started out with power, but you can, well, you can, so here's where the, there is a little bit of power in that area mm-hmm. because the, the, the theorized creator of it, um, Satoshi Nakamoto or whatever does have potentially a large quantity of Bitcoin currently. Mm-hmm. That's not in, what do you ever, circulation, circulation. um, 
And so because of the amount that he has, if he was to one day just randomly cash out all of his Bitcoin, that could cause a destabilization of Bitcoin. So that was true years ago. Now it's not as as great. Not as big of a impact. So it could cause a dip, but you could see that it was that account maybe, but Mm -hmm. it hasn't been touched and there's reasons for that. There's multiple accounts that they had. Uh, Sorry, my Spanglish amateur. You don't even speak Spanish. Um, but so at least I don't think you do. If you do, I've never heard you speak Spanish <laughs> or even attempt it. So, uh, yeah, but there's so much there's so much market cap in Bitcoin now that that wouldn't have the dent that it would have years ago because almost all the Bitcoin are now in circulation. So, yeah, Jeff heard, Max says he thinks uh, Al Gore founded, founded Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah, and Al Gore, the, man. And the <laughs> Internet. Al, Al Gore was the... Uh, the um global warming guy right yeah yeah wasn't he the one that like he the made a movie inconvenient um, truth he was yeah he inconvenient was, truth okay the vice while president. he was flying his private jet yes. uh around um, the world so yeah, i've been right. hearing a lot of rumbles of a different guy being the creator and this guy would make it extremely concerning so here's i'll give you the short skinny of what's going on um there are lots of rumors people like rumors people like to put those things out there I don't think any of them are true. If you talk to people who know cryptography, finance, and all that, they all think that at least three people collaborated to make the original Bitcoin system. And that is because the skills required and the security that has been obtained and kept over the years from that wouldn't wouldn't likely be possible from one human mind, essentially. That it's three at least three to five separate areas of expertise that would take very intelligent people and it most likely would not originate from one person. They have a pen name of one person, but even in their original white paper that describes Bitcoin, which you can still go look up, it sounds like a group or a conglomerate of people that started it for the very reason to be anonymous and to set up a, a currency hold or a value hold system to be secure and to to keep it and getting back though to a little bit i i I do want to hit on this topic did you see anything or read anything about the justification that india had for wanting to ban i did but i didn't i can't remember the details that i i could i could i could uh i could take some guesses as to the actual reasons why um and i think we've discussed them here but did you have them um i'm gonna pull them up here um but it seems like an interesting situation because I, I, what I imagine it being a government doesn't like losing control of their, uh, their financial control. stability yeah. and control. And so if India has their citizens putting money into crypto – it's not necessarily centralized. It decentralizes the funds, which is right? the point. And so, and that potentially decreases the wealth coming and staying in that country. Yep. That might be one of the major. Um, no, I know that that's one of the major ones, and that's what a lot of countries are going to have problems with. But like, I mean, you take our our stimulus bill that they just passed this week, the one point nine trillion, and like a very small percentage is actually going to things that they should be going to. A lot of it's just pork, and they're just like. We're going to print money. Well, they wouldn't in a in a situation where their money wasn't worth as much anymore and people were using cryptocurrency, they wouldn't be able to do that. They would lose the power to do that. 
And that's where countries would be like, they don't want to lose that power. But in my opinion, they shouldn't have had that power to begin with. It shouldn't be a power that they need to lose. Yeah. It should be a power that never was theirs. And it's when when company where countries started being corporations instead of actually being for the people that live there. And it's just about being a commodity that we got into this trouble. I mean, if, if you look at, I mean, just to get, so people like, when you think about cryptocurrency, I'll, I'll, I'm going to answer one last thing that Rachel said about it. Um, she said, thanks for explaining it. It's still a little suspicious to me. Yeah. And it should be, I it's, it's interesting, but if the world shifts that way, I always tell people is like, just put 10, 20 bucks in there and do that a couple times and have a little bit in there. It's like, it's not money you're going to miss. Um, at least for most people. And then it's just there. And if it goes up, it's fine. It's harder to tax. It's harder to track. Exactly. That's, that's exactly right. But to put some, to put some like perspective, I don't know if anyone has, has it, if you looked at the stimulus, the stimulus bill, I mean, I've looked at it in some detail, but the, the number that struck me was this is that since the beginning so we we passed this 1.9 trillion dollar one this mm. this time, right? This is now a combined 6 trillion dollars that we've put towards stimulus between packages the three. between the, the three. 3 that have happened. Yeah. And what people don't understand is like that is a like a million is hard for most people to like grasp what it can do, but it's it's more attainable. A billion most people think that they can understand what that is. But it really, well, really is outside the the reach of it. When you hit trillions, the, those factors of ten when they get up there, so for a, so for every single hang on just a second, so for yeah, yeah, yeah. every single person in the United States, when they pass these six trillion dollars, that it that equates out to oh, seventeen thousand yeah. dollars of debt per uh, voting citizen. That's bonkers. Or, or if you want to, if you want to like tack it on to family households, that's sixty nine thousand dollars of debt that they just signed away for every single family in the United States. And and an, another analogy there connecting to the differences between you know the amount of debt that's been added on. How much did you say overall? Was it nine six trillion? Six trillion. Now. Okay. And and so, and what well, per- real, real like less than like what percentage of that actually was for what they said it was going to be right for? was actually for the you know COVID relief or less stimulus, than twenty five sort of things less than twenty five um, so a million let's just help people conceptualize time and the amount of money that that is mm-hmm. so a million seconds is about equates to about twelve days right the leap between a million and a billion. A billion seconds is 31 years. Yep. So from a million to a billion, you go from 12 days to 31 years. And then a billion to a trillion, from 31 years to a trillion is 31,000 years. Yep. So, I mean, the amount of overwhelming debt that that's added is just and not not even that I'm saying that there aren't areas of stimulus that I agree with. Right. But – when you add stimulus and you t- 
tack on additional things that are like for these little splinter, you know, cells. Well, the one thing that they did give up, which I'm glad that they did, and I'll explain why, because people are going to think I'm a jerk. The one thing that they did remove is the $15 minimum wage. They were trying to put that into the stimulus package for COVID. I didn't even know that. And so they got rid of it and then lowered the amount that people can make to make the stimulus. That that was their like, um, their yeah, their their like compromise. Yeah. Well, so real quick before we get too far away from it, um, so India, part of the reason that they were concerned about it is they were saying that they wanted they were concerned about you know it destabilizing their country their wealth going to other countries and other type of organizations but apparently india the government themselves have are in the process and have been in the process of creating their own cryptocurrency right which would not probably have a cap and they can control it or the freedom right yeah to be able to like transfer between other cryptocurrencies so there is uh, not a selfish, but there's a self-protective incentive in that area well, of the government. It's it takes away the one thing that this does that the cryptocurrency has that other currencies don't. Well, and it adds one that's good. We should have had a better way to p- catch counterfeits. You can't counterfeit a Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It's I mean you could, but it's really really difficult, and no one's done it yet that we know of. And most coins are that way unless there's some sort of hack or somebody buys a ton of the coins and somehow like messes with the ledger or whatever. That's really difficult to do. And it takes a ton of money. It's not really worth it for the people that would have the money to do it. So Mm. it makes sense to tack to a, to a currency to keep from people um, creating counterfeit money. That totally makes sense. But when you don't have it decentralized, you run into the same problem as you did before because Rachel asked the question of, I have a hard time wrapping my around mind around this. If we're just printing money at this point, can't we just wipe away the debt? No, we're actually taking on debt in bonds and everything. We owe it. But here's the problem, is that when you do this, you are creating another problem, which means your dollar goes down in value too, or potential to. And then what you are making is worth less. And so at some point, if you go, if your dollar becomes worth $0, now you have none of the dollars that were worth anything to pay back this debt, and you were essentially not only bankrupt, you literally don't have a system anymore. And if people mm-hmm. don't understand, like if the world, if the U.S. The, if the U.S. crashes like that, the U.S. dollar is what a lot of things are tacked to, and if that crashes, it's going to send shockwaves through the entire world. Which is why you see these big companies like Tesla, probably at least that we might guess, are putting. You know, they put 25% of their their capital into Bitcoin. So it's a hedging your bets. It's like yeah. basically it's it's an alternative uh, safety net if current financial s- establishments right. go under. Essentially, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a, you get into like a, a complete mess of everything at that point. But I I. I wouldn't say, well, I would say when people say they have a hard time with cryptocurrency, I would say step back and take a really hard look at why you have confidence in the dollar that you have when some, when the people that you don't trust control it too. If someone doesn't control Bitcoin that you maybe don't think or the, think you can trust and you know the people that are 
handling your currency and what's going on yeah. with it right now are ones that you can't trust. And to what's, answer uh, what you know, Jeff Mack asked a, a very practical question. He was yeah. asking, you know, like where do you buy cryptocurrency? Then where's like yeah. where's an option? Is it is it black market? Is it something sketchy? You know? Yeah, good question. Um, and I you can I buy it in Salem Center the, Mall. Well, I think one of the easiest, maybe user-friendly formats for people. I'm, I'm not joking. Most you, people, you can. <laughs> can you? Yeah. Okay. Well, to have it on your at ease of access and monitoring on your phone. Yeah. I think the easiest access is Coinbase personally for or cash app. beginning for or, or cash app. Um, but Coinbase is nice because you have a, a broad range of different cryptocurrencies and you can trade between the cryptocurrencies and the value of it. And basically you just transfer money into Coinbase. Um, and I think you can use your credit card um, yeah. or you can. Well, you, can, you can't anymore. You can connect it. They stopped. You that. can't anymore. Oh, they, you have they? to. You okay. can you just connect a bank account and you can just. Yeah. And then transfer like you would with if you had like, you know, a 401k or not 401k. But yeah, some type of um, stock app, basically. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. So you yeah. transfer money into that. And that's Coinbase your wallet, app. too. And it shows you and it that's shows you how to too. do it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's and then you can actually trade and, and transfer and all that stuff. It's yep. really easy. You user can, friendly. Yeah. If someone sends you Bitcoin, they can actually just like on your app, you can like pull up a code and they can scan that code and send you Bitcoin to your wallet and it will show up just like yeah. the cash app. It's like it's gotten down to the point now where it's it's pretty stinking easy. Um, so it's. And that's actually, it's a really, I think Coinbase has a very good reputation as far as their history and they security. Um, so that, that would be my recommendation for anybody that's kind of at, at the. Yeah. If anyone's just like, I want to have some money in there and know that it's there in my account, you can do that. And then you can actually even, you can out, you can export your, your private keys and stuff out of it so that you can actually just take those and put them in a physical safe. And if anyone, if, if anything ever happens to your phone or you lose access to your Coinbase account or whatever, your wallet is not tied to Coinbase and you can actually take that code and use it. Um, right. So, but also if you lose your phone, it's as long as you have your access to Coinbase. Yeah. Like your login and your password, it's okay. But I'm saying even if Coinbase goes under and you have that backed up, your account is not tied to Coinbase. Your, right, it doesn't have your to. account yes. you, when they create it is a Bitcoin wallet on the Bitcoin ledger blockchain, and it is not Coinbase's. So right. that it doesn't matter if Coinbase goes under tomorrow, as long as you have that that account. Very safe. Very safe. So. Very safe. Um, the last thing I wanted to hit on real quick, guys, before we get to our TILs and shower thoughts. This is fascinating to me, Jordan. You had brought up the uh, the link as far as the UK, yes. um, a security measure that they did, uh -huh. um, or. They're petitioning to do this. I am, I'm glad you want to bring this up because I was going to say I want to bring up one more thing because I think this yeah. all ties together as the yeah, same totally. type of thing. Um, but it, it's – I'll just – since it's in mine, I'll just say what it is and then we can chat about it. Um, they're petitioning to make a verified ID a requirement for opening a social media account. And it's gained over 100,000 signatures in Parliament, Parliament is to consider it for debate. This to me is terrifying. Fantastic. It's, oh, you don't think you should have no. a verified ID? No, no, no. Ooh, no. okay. This is a good discussion then. No, I think this is a this is a horrible idea idea, and it's because I've read about other things where they do this. They do this in China, and and mm -hmm. I think that I th here's what here's what I would say. I'm not against social media sites requiring ID to be on them. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like if it's supposed to be a verified site where you need to know who I am, and whatnot, and that's the purpose of it. Cool. I don't want the government 
involved in that decision. I think there should be some anonymity because I don't have to get an ID to go and post on a message board that's physically on someone's wall somewhere or the want and need thing at the community center or whatever. And that's what most social media is. To require it is a step in the direction of communism, in my point of view. This is what this is what China's done with kids. So what do you do with kids? What do you do with teens if they don't have an ID yet or they don't have that kind of stuff? Like I, in in my opinion, I don't think a lot of teens should be on some of those sites. But that's what China thinks too, and they control their kids. They control how much how much they can be online. They have to have a verified ID to play online games, and it's just like this slippery slope. That's not even just slippery slope. It's just a cliff for them to require this at a governmental level to me is terrifying so this is where um i'm going to play the counter contra coup here coup contra coup situation um the the petition was originally the purpose of it was aimed at being able to prevent anonymous harmful activity essentially and whether that's from potentially bot farms in russia Mm -hmm. Um, or China um, right. influencing a population by having millions of posts and comments and flooding social media websites with not unverified accounts yeah. to influence another, a foreign government, essentially. Right. So that, I think, is a legitimate concern. Yeah. And I think that because the role, the social role that these platforms play mm-hmm. i think there is a, a significant security risk that potentially could be harmful to a, a country state i i think that's a valid concern i think that i think that those things do exist i don't think it would be like um you know it would be my counter argument to like gun control it's like well some people die from guns and that's awful i think that's terrible i don't think that means you remove them from law-abiding people who either right, want to collect them or control, have them or whatever. But we, but do we control, control who owns the gun. We kind do of. keep track of I mean, that. I mean, most states, like I have, you know, like I, it, for the most to part, a, for the to most a degree, part, weapons to a, are registered. To a degree, yes, weapons. But when it comes to other things, like where does that, where does that stop with, and that's a lethal thing. So it's like, it's kind mm-hmm. of comparing apples and oranges. But I'm saying like, you don't get rid of all of them because someone did something so there's other i'm saying there's i I guess i'm saying the same as that there are other solutions that will work besides this like there's great ways to track whether or not a person is a human and we're really good at it um and this is not not. we are we are but those but i think i think where you regulate it is you tell the companies this is this is the level of security for having accounts like that you need the to government have. the government Maybe. so that isn't that kind of what that this is no this is a requirement they're telling to me them, it's telling this me is, this would be a it's telling me i can't have an account without giving my uh, id okay. to right, them. Right, right. so if you tell a company like this is the security measures that you have to use because social media platforms have been found to do this take these security measures to ensure that these are human beings requiring me to give an id i, I think it's 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 using a bazooka well, when you only need a squirt gun. Like it's also to 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 the um, now flipping to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a argument against this bill. Another argument would be um, if 
if you boiled it down, it's kind of like, imagine if you sent a letter in the mail, in the U.S. Postal Service. You send an address, you write it to the address, but if you had to, no matter what, have your identification, your home address, your you know your driver's license yeah. number on the return label side of it, like and you sent that in the mail. I don't think that I always want to send something with a return. No. <laughs> you know, yeah, and that's so that's the thing is and like that, that it's, is where it's that, the requirement it's on the person. It's like I get where they're going with it, but at the same time, um, I think it's a terrible idea. And I I see other what other countries that ha- are under communist control have done with it, and I say that looks like a step in a direction that's very scary. And I don't, I don't want that. Like I, it's going to put what it, what's going to do is going to push people to use sites that are unregistered and off and they're not, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to change anything. It's just going to make, to be fair guys, just remember this was a petition in the UK that is being, it's gaining votes, but parliament hasn't even agreed to debate it yet. It's just in the, it's an interesting, but at the uh, same time evolution. Yeah. So at the same time, the same, the same thing, like majority of the European Parliament is welcoming the commission's intention to oblige email messaging and chat providers to search all private message for allegedly illegal material and report to the police. So these are two things that are being pushed through at the same time as good ideas. So when you take one of the, well, one of those sounds absolutely horrifying in and of itself, the message one, the other one to me sounds super scary and a, in a jump in the wrong direction but when you take both of those and you put them together what's going on like well you you end up being in a a police v for vendetta a v for vendetta yeah situation yeah it's right? you're you're you really going do. you're you're going full ccp that's what you're doing Oof, it's terrifying oh man well i think that's a, a good note to end it on super gleeful note up. people we're gonna terrifying. end right there oh my gosh Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's, it's freaking out. Yeah. Well, okay. So TILs, TILs. How many you got? Let's see. I have I got two. three. Okay, I'll go first. Go. This is a uh, something I I don't know why I randomly looked this up today because I was I, I I had a bunch of sugar ants in my bedroom because I left a bowl of ice cream out and <laughs> I was curious. I flushed the ants down the sink and then I turned the garbage disposal on and I was wondering how long the ants would live in water. And then I thought, well, how long do ants live? Today I learned that black gardens, garden ants, just your typical black garden ants, yeah. can live approximately 15 years. Whoa. Whoa. But now sugar ants, sugar ants typically have a lifespan of like three to six months. But the queen sugar ant is about seven years. Do not eat sugar. <laughs> right there. Yeah, there, you, there you go. There you go. All right, hit me. My goodness, that's a long time. They don't that's live that long bonkers. around here. I had no idea that. that I was at a friend's organic. house the other day. Uh, he's listened and watched here before, and his son said, "Dad, there's a ton of ants in the kitchen." He goes, "Well, are you gonna do something about it?" He goes, "Okay, one, two, there's three of them." <laughs> We're both <laughs> like, "What is a ton of ants to you?" Like. Um, um. <laughs> You definitely have a different view of what a ton of ants is. And those ants did not live 15 years. Um, today I learned the NASA, this is fascinating, the NASA Vehicle Assembly Building, so where they build the stuffs, is so large that it has its own weather on humid days. 
Rain clouds can form below the ceiling, requiring about 10,000 tons of air conditioning equipment to control the moisture. The rain clouds can form inside the building, below the roof. That's amazing. That's insane. It's the own weather system inside. I'd like to go there. I would like to go there. I'd like right. to see that. I want to see yeah. it rain inside Let's your do it. building. Let's do it. Let's plan it. Um, okay. Today I learned. I bet you'd have to wear a mask. Soviets... <laughs> Probably have to wear an umbrella or have an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> Today I learned the Soviets built a chain of remote lighthouses along the Ooh. Arctic coast. Each one powered by its own miniature nuclear generator. In total, 1,007 of these generators were put in place for these lighthouses, and many of them have, are unaccounted for. And this is count. this is Russia. Yep, the Soviet Soviet Union. They're not yeah. great with keeping, keeping track keeping track of their nuclear reactors. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this terrible. blew my mind. When you think of the Simpsons, and you think of the convenience store. Okay. And you, you know who ran the convenience store in the Simpsons, Abu? right? Was it Abu? Was that his name? Abu. Apu. A-P-U. Okay, what okay. was his like? One was one of his like catchphrases. Thank you. Come again. Okay. Today I learned and was absolutely shocked that Apu from the Simpsons said "Thank you, come again" only eight times during the entire series. What? No. Was he? <laughs> what? Isn't that wild? Shock. Yeah. But it's like the thing. You knew ingrained. it. Like you knew ingrained. right away. Yeah. Ingrained, bro. It's there. Wow. That's crazy. All right. Today I learned that it took Bose, the headphone company, over 15 years and $50 million to create the first noise-canceling headphones. They were the first company to create noise-canceling headphones. Remember when those things came out? It they was were like they were it was huge magic. and stupid expensive and stupid. They were, yeah, expensive. they're like they were like three fifty, right? No, no, when they first came out, I thought they were like closer to five to six. Some Maybe. of those like they it's were like Apple's headphones expensive. now, ridiculously yeah. priced. <laughs> yeah. So crazy! Like, I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna wear a I'm gonna wear a bar of gold <laughs> on my head. Yeah. All yeah. right, shower thoughts, shower thoughts. I kind of have a lot of them. So do well, I. I have a ton. I got, I got five. I'll go first. In okay. Harry Potter, there were probably wizards who couldn't go to Hogwarts because they had a speech impediment. Like, <laughs> 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 the wrong thing happens. That's amazing. <laughs> um, oh, you're out. Basically, if you think about it, painkillers are the mute notification option for the body. It's true. Take enough of them and it mutes you all the way. Yeah. Antipsychotics are too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mood <laughs> muter. Uh, when you're sleepy, okay, it's a little backstory on why I picked this one. Um, I was supposed to do some stuff last night and work on some stuff on my computer. And instead, I accidentally fell asleep after we watched a show and I woke up at 3 10 in the morning in the living room. <laughs> So then you have this dilemma of, well, number one, I have to go do this stuff that I needed to have done by the morning. So I did do that at three in the morning. But had I not, and I was like deciding to go to bed, when you're sleepy or waking up at 310 in the morning, 
The walk from the sofa or my chair to the bed can wake you up more than caffeine does. Yeah, that walk. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I experience that walk if I wake up in the middle of the night and I have to, like, you know, change my kid's diaper or something like that, right? Um, or if I have to go pee. If I you change your eating. diaper. Dude, I don't know if anybody out there experiences this, and I guarantee many people do, but I hate waking up in the middle of the night to go pee now. Have a question. How I have to difficult, do that so much more now. How now difficult it would sucks. it be to just, like, get a catheter for the night? Great question. And this is actually something I've, I've thought about on multiple occasions. Um, not necessarily a catheter. <laughs> like a long drive. Like, I want to do nonstop. Yes. Well, here's the thing. A catheter is not the safest idea because you get infections usually. You're putting something up a hole that's supposed to be sterile, right? And you don't want to have to do that every night before bed. So if I just the use a option, De- like a DeWalt drill into my bladder, is that better? Or? There actually is drains that people have holes drilled into their bladder okay but you don't want to have to do that a little messy um What's the other better? option is of course there's something like a wee bag basically yeah, where it's gross. sticky and it just kind of sticks right over that area that's kind of uncomfortable um yeah i thought about off. an option i thought option. about an option is maybe so having some type of suctioning hose device that attaches underneath the bed and it has to be somewhat quiet right but you want it to have negative pressure okay so that way you just kind of you you roll over or whatever position you're in you grab it from under the bed put it where it needs to go yeah let yourself go then it sucks it and then it retracts back under the bed and then you'd have to like tie it into some type of plumbing maybe or have some reservoir but man like to not have to get out of bed it's gotta be it's gotta be automated otherwise it's just better to go just walk there okay so like you press a button and an infrared location finds the area of greatest you know can you imagine ammonium ammonium output if you accidentally hit that button in your sleep how terrifying that would be (laughs) (laughs) or like somehow like it senses the wrong hole and it starts like suctioning to your mouth or like, no! Oh gosh! It's oh like God, idiocracy, dude. where he's like, "Put this one in your mouth, and this one in your butt." Wait, <laughs> switch that. Yeah. That's uh, fun. All right. Um, go. Losing a tooth as a child is exciting and financially rewarding often, but losing a tooth as an adult is horrifying and usually expensive. Yeah, you give someone else money. It's true. Yeah. Here's one for you. Okay. And it's something to think about. This, there is a sizable overlap between people who are suddenly skeptical about what they will put in their bodies and people who would take drugs from a stranger at a music festival. Dude, it's so true. I feel like that's like... Yeah, I would say that to anyone who's like hardcore so anti-vaxxer. People. I heard a term yeah. the other day that mm-hmm. did it describe me because I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Um, but, oh crap, now I can't think of it. It was a. Uh, it was like hesitant vaxer, or um, it was like a term that was just like I'm skeptical. Like I, but I would say that of everything. Like I'm just like everything. I I like want to do my own research and look at it. Like I get that. I'm not an anti vaxer, but I'm like sure. I'm a researcher. <laughs> That's just straight up Socrates, right there, baby. Yeah. That's straight up Socrates. That's the theory of Socrates, man. I like it. Question everything. Yep. Um. 
Okay. I so, would rather get out of bed. That's kind of where I was at too. <laughs> we'll Go see. We'll see. Once I patent this thing, we'll see how 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 much you're tempted by this device. Yeah. We'll see. And actually, I yeah. have a name for you. It's just called the pea sucker. The pea sucker. Pea suck. <laughs> pea suck. I don't know. You gotta be careful with names. Yeah. Someone might okay, think the it's difference. Something else. Last. Two more. Three more shower thoughts for me. Me too. The difference between being a know-it-all and having a wealth of knowledge is how much you talk about it unsolicited. It's true. Yep. Very true. It's like I always said, if a CrossFitter and a vegan meet, it's just an infinite closed loop. They're going <laughs> to keep talking. Neither one's going to oh, shut up. That's good. Well, yeah. And <clears throat> yeah, paleo. If paleos don't talk as much about it. It depends on the paleo. It's true. Usually they give up. Because they don't know what it means. Anyway, uh, sex robots, a thing currently people, whether you like it or not, probably mostly in Japan, will likely, or already, be riddled with spyware and data collection. That is hilarious. And I don't think anyone's <laughs> thought about that. That's hilarious and terrifying. If there's one thing that should keep... Well, if if there are no other reasons that should that are keeping you away from said robot... Think about that for a second. It is that's, tracking that's you. Terrifying. All right. Turning your head towards someone requires an oddly specific speed. Too fast or too slow, and it's just weird. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. The same works with a swivel chair. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in The Lion King, all the animals except the insects could talk, probably because they didn't want you to hear the brutal screams as Timon and Pumbaa massacred the bugs. Ooh, great point. Love it. <laughs> Very good point. Terrifying. <laughs> they should do a mashup, no pun intended, of Ooh. The Lion King and a bug's life. Ooh, oh, <laughs> dude, that's a great idea. That's great. It would not that's be hilarious. a kid's movie. That's hilarious. All right, last shower thought for y'all. Um, I have one more too. <laughs> there are around <laughs> as many testicles on Earth as there are people. It's true. Just let that just let that sink in for a second. Last shower thought for you guys. There you go. All right. Here's Jordan my here's my last one, and you're gonna All love right. this. It's gonna spark a whole debate. Humans as we've seen in 2020 and 2021 cannot even live in harmony with their own species and somehow are still convincing themselves that meeting an extraterrestrial species would go smoothly. Great point. Here's my theory. <laughs> I knew it. Okay. I, I knew this would spark. I just gotta say, Wait, something real quick. My theory Real quick, real quick. Let me put on my tinfoil hat. Lizard people, gay frogs. Here we go. If 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 nothing good came from us meeting alien species, other than it uniting the human species together mm -hmm. as a potential, um, you know, desire to self-preserve ourselves. Right. I think that would be amazing. 
I think meeting extraterrestrials would give us a common, not necessarily even common threat, but common need to protect ourselves from the potential of outside threats more so. And so I think that would be more of a unifying find. Hopefully. I guess this is arguing against that exact argument. Like, okay, love it. And I hadn't thought about that. And then I was like, uh-oh. Um, I think it was, uh, what's his face, Dane Cook back in the day said, mm-hmm. what if the first time we see aliens, they come down, it's a huge ship and out steps 50 foot tall Native American Indians. <laughs> He's like, we just throw in the hat. We're like, all right, we're screwed. Good job, America. Good game. We're done. <laughs> like, uh, UK? Yeah. Uh, no, I think, his, I think his last Can line was, um, would you teach us how to make giant corn? <laughs> Can we give you some warm blankets? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Oh. Too soon? Yeah. Too soon? Too soon. Goodness Here. sakes. Oh, oh, man. Well, guys, yeah. thank you so much for uh, enjoying and spending time with us on this it's been episode so of good. Testing Normal. It's been fun, as always. We love your guys' comments and Sometimes interactions. It's even we don't fun. know what to expect. <laughs> Yeah, always curveball. Always curveball. We love it. Always. Um, but yeah, episode 94. In the back. I think next Sunday we should be again next Sunday if everything on our schedules mash up. Mine, uh, my schedule looks good. It's basically always yours. Always. It's usually always mine. And it's just work schedules are always changing. So that's frustrating. But that's life and that's okay. Um, so we will be with you again shortly, though. And yes. we appreciate y'all. We hope you have a fantastic week. And we'll yep. talk to you soon. See you guys.